Hello and welcome back to Tell. Uh, I'm sitting here with a very grumpy, very sick Andrew Nimi. Hi, Andrew. Andrew is not here today. Andrew is dead. Who do we have here? The ghost of Andrew Nimi? Yes. Welcome to the ghost of Andrew Nimi. Uh, Andrew is the grumpiest sick person in the world. That's not true. Ah, uh, yes, it is. I at least try and be nice to you so oh, you nice. can do extra things for me when I'm sick. But you are a total jerk to me when you're sick. You're I like, am nice. Uh, it's just my delivery, my tone. You mistake it for meanness. So you should make your tone more friendly when you're ill. Have you heard this voice? Just don't understand. I don't understand what? Being sick. You've never been sick in your life. I've never had a man flu, that's for sure. <laughs> What's that? Man flu is like the whole world stops or is going to hell in a handbasket when a man has a cold or, you know, a sore throat as you have. So, I mean, nobody will even deny it. Everybody's experienced the man flu. It is the worst. My dad used to make shut all the windows and turn all the heaters on and we're like boiling. And just because he had the cold, everybody must be hot. It was a nightmare. You had to be like sit outside. Maybe you guys should have been more compassionate about this state of being. No, I've, I've lived through many a man flu, so I know exactly what it is, okay? I'm well, sorry you're sick, baby. I really am. But you can still be nice when you ask me to get you stuff and not I be say, mean. I say please. Mm-hmm. Don't I? No, hardly ever. That's not true. Can you give me, can you, can you give me water? <laughs> That's you. No, I say, can you give me some water, please? So, so you're going to have to carry this podcast today. Uh, what is new? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so why did you say that? Give you a chance to say your little joke. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't make you talk too much today, hopefully, or the podcast is going to be very short. But yes, I feel hope. like the show must go on. If there was no way to get to you, then Lucy, I'd be like... Lucy is a very tough boss. The toughest boss I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Uh, only what your second boss you've ever had in your life third boss something like that so we know how your week's been with your illness how is mugs the meetup game that took place at the very first casino to embrace what what are they embracing poke of loggers <laughs> is that like you're using my language my that, words it, my those, tweets those were your tweets, my, I tweets read them. my tweets are coming out of your mouth right now I read them, internalized them. Do you understand the tweets that are coming out of your mouth right now? <laughs> what, what, what was the significance of it? I mean, I think I understand the significance of it, that a Las Vegas casino was the first to say, welcome all poker vloggers, mm -hmm. come and bring your recording devices here. Yep. Um, but is that for everybody? So any poker vlogger can go no, there and... Re no. Not really. They made us fill out some paperwork. So we had to sign a couple things. So we basically had to sign off saying, um, they, in the language they use, they called us the producers, which are you know the people that are capturing the video, making the video, producing the video. We basically just had to like sign some legal type form that they, and so I don't know if that really applies to like the general public, if people can just come in there and film, because 
They did have the signs up saying filming in progress. So people would know whether they wanted to be in this filming or not. Right. Mm. And I don't know if those signs are always going to be there if they wheel them out uh, on the days. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> Here you go. There's filming in progress. You never know who is filming. Yeah. Well, they should just put those signs everywhere. Every 10 feet in the world. <laughs> because <laughs> because it's exactly what happens yeah. anyway. Shouldn't the hotel casino protect themselves that way? And then they don't <laughs> have to worry about like telling people, no, you can't use... You can't film here? Yeah, Instagram stories. Just be aware that people have a camera in their pocket, <laughs> every single person. Well, I mean, obviously people wouldn't want to go if they knew that they were going to be filmed. Well, can't all the casinos have a meeting and decide to all put the signs up? Okay, don't get greedy now. You just got one casino. It, all these things take time. So, you know, it's not going to be overnight where all the casinos no. are going to demand switch their stance on demand progress never settle oh so we have some construction something going on outside so if you hear like a whirring noise the whole time that's what it is that's, and that's either something that's happening in my chest or <laughs> two floors above us the life of apartment building living i know should we move to a house probably when are we going to do that do you know how nice that would be? I could like build out favorable apparel in the garage or uh -huh. something and it would be amazing. I yeah. could have like racks and yeah. Are you saying you don't like being surrounded by boxes of hoodies? No, it gives me a lot of stress. In your home office? Yeah. Does so it? It makes me feel like the boxes are closing in on me. <laughs> but don't you... Look at them as like a positive sort of thing, or they don't become a positive until they're out the door in your mind. Yeah, probably until they're out the door. Like, I really enjoy seeing who's purchased what, and because we have a lot of like repeat customers, mm -hmm. so it's really nice to be like, Oh, thanks, Alan. So, <laughs> yeah, if you don't get like new t shirts every single week and new product every single month, then this is the reason. And yeah, eventually we'll probably find somebody else to do it, but it was a really fun little project to work on. You sound like you're talking in the past tense. Is it over? Yeah, shutting it down. <laughs> January 1st, so you better get your product purchases well, in. the boss speaks. <laughs> the boss has spoken. Yeah, I could see what you mean. I mean, you spend a lot more time around it because you're in the home office more than I am, so you spend your time amongst the boxes more than I do. To me, it's like... They're not always going to be here. It's just temporary. How is it temporary? Because it's you always need to have product. You That's can't true. have like a website with no product. I guess these exact items are temporary, <laughs> but they will be replaced by new items. So that's a good point. So yeah, we'll always have. I mean, if we could find somebody who is like a organizational specialist to come in and like work the space that we do have. Because I know like people do a lot more with less space. So I know it's possible. I just... I don't know how to do that stuff. So if you know any organizational specialists. I'm pretty good. You are the worst. I'm sorry. I put the old drone up there in a nice little spot. Yeah. The and, old drone that doesn't work anymore. Okay. So Andrew has, uh, what is it? FOMO? What are you, like, you're low-key hoarder. You can't get rid of anything unless it's like, absolutely have to. Yeah, but you've... Uh... I don't know if I would say hoarder because the scale of 
hoarding is astronomical if you've seen the show. Yeah, but if I ask you, baby, should I keep this? Sure. Like there's nothing ever needs to get 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 gotten rid of. It's just like, sure, why not? You might wear it. You might use it. <laughs> just like no help whatsoever. Yeah, Boosie's been a pretty massive help for me uh, getting rid of stuff that I never use or never wear. So you're not going to be the organizational specialist, clearly. Um, no. No. Okay, moving on. So we finally, finally, after what, two years? No. Yeah, about two years going. We must get to Austin. We must get to Austin. We finally made it to Austin, Texas. Uh, for me, first time in the great state of Texas. Uh, how was your time in Austin? It was pretty fun. Um we got to hang out with our friend Jim. Jim's been in the vlog a couple times, English bloke. He's been traveling the U.S. for work, and him and his girlfriend were posted up in Austin. So we got to visit them, which was fun. Austin was interesting because we had such high, massively high expectations for Austin, hearing that it's one of the best cities in all the land, and uh, hearing that like over and over again from so many people saying how cool Austin is. So the expectations could not have been too much higher. I'm not quite so sure the city lived up to those expectations. And I'm not one to normally like be negative about a city uh, or negative about a lot of things. And I'm, I don't want to like come off as negative about Austin because I could definitely see myself going back there and having a really good time. Like we went to Rainy Street, which is where... Oh my God, but <clears throat> if that is like their Bourbon Street, it's like a million times better than Bourbon Street because it's A, clean. Yeah. I like the idea of the houses, yeah. but all the drinks were like fructose bombs. It was just sugar bill. Maybe if you stick to some standard cocktails, some standard beverages, might do better there. No, even the Moscow Mule was overly sweet, so I don't think that's it. Uh, but okay. Well, I really like the uh, area there. I could see myself enjoying going back there and having a good time. But yeah, I don't think we'll be moving there. And that was like a consideration even without even being there, just based on people's descriptions of the place isn't that crazy i wonder what it is i mean i feel like there's really good things that happen in austin like south by southwest and music festival limits austin outer limits or something so i don't know if austin city limits i think it's called those write-ups that made austin so appealing i mean i thought a the tech scene was growing in austin right so there was a lot of that so i thought oh that'd be cool so you could always be a part of or work with a tech startup. Um, we went on the weekend, so we don't really know what the work bit is like. It's very outdoorsy, which is really nice. But Yeah, we should, I would definitely like to go back when it's like really nice weather and kind of enjoy those riverside parks that we saw. Yeah, I mean, the outdoor, it looks like it's like very outdoorsy, but it's not like it didn't have like that heartbeat that I expect and like... I went to Chicago and I was like, oh, I feel it. I feel Chicago. Like it's smaller, cleaner New York. People are like on the move somewhere. And it's possibly because Austin is a driving city versus a walking city. So I don't know if that's part of it because I thought it was a lot more walkable than it is. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Somebody, yeah. uh, I sort of said, the gist of what I just said to somebody else when I was sitting uh, at the poker table and they said, oh, you must not have uh, made it to the best barbecue spot in oh, the world. my 
God. Was so I said, well, yeah, we went to one barbecue spot, and I know that it's uh, not the best. Like we, the one we had was good, but I guess you have to go outside of the city, like forty-five minutes or something, to find the best stuff. But like, I don't know how you can include something that's like a forty-five minute drive outside of the city <laughs> as like part of a highlight of that city. <laughs> so we went to a barbecue spot. I can't remember what the name of it was, and everything looked delicious and you know i was starving and you go up there and it's like a carvery right sort of like the old style buffets where you go oh i'd like a little bit of tri-tip and a little bit of this yeah and we got everything sausage sausage i loved how they like barbecue like dipped it in the barbecue sauce so it wasn't like drenched it's like sweetness but then we ate it and then it was delicious and the remorse in the morning. Everybody felt sick. Not like physically ill, but... You didn't feel physically ill from all maybe that like, meat? Maybe moving a little bit slowly, but nobody goes got like sick sick. Yeah, so I don't know if uh, the 45-minute barbecue would be a reason to move to Austin yeah, either. Because I mean, we don't really eat that much meat anyhow. Right, like we're not like... Uh, I think we try and cut down recently. We try to cut down on meat. Um, we're not going to be full-on vegans anytime soon. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> but uh, just gorging yourself on the best animal fare. I don't know if that's like top of the list of reasons <laughs> to move somewhere. <laughs> just move here to get high cholesterol. But uh, not hating on Austin. I think it's also yeah. a really short time to sort of make a good determination about a city. But... Uh, it could be like Las Vegas. It could sweep you off your feet. Because when you first move here, there's nothing really exciting about Las Vegas. You're like, eh, I don't know. It's got people. There's life off the strip. And then you fall in love. And then it's a beautiful romance. It's a very romantic, <laughs> beautiful picture. Um, I didn't get to play any poker there. It was just sort of like a three-day uh, fun. Three days of fun with friends. Uh, so they got the Texas card house thing there, which I don't really quite understand. I, I sort of like suspect that they might eventually have to uh, revisit the legislation to see whether this is something that uh, should be allowed to proceed as it is. What what happens? It's like just a card room that just plays poker or? Yeah, they just play poker there. Okay. And I think it's a membership thing where like you pay $10 or something like that when you arrive. Or maybe an hourly thing. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, it's just poker. And everyone's aware of it. It's out in the open. The police are obviously aware of it. They say it's legit. They say it's legal. But I don't know why nobody thought of this thing like, you know, years ago. For, for years, Texas hasn't had any casinos. Hmm. And now these things are just allowed to exist somehow. Why do you think that Texas has had no casinos? I have no idea. But most of these prop casinos are built on Indian reservations too, right? Like in different parts of the country. Um, well, there's those, but there's also regular casino licenses. Um, so I don't really know if it's just like a sort of conservative state thing. Yeah. Which very well could be, but can't play Texas Hold'em in Texas. That is really strange. But didn't like the old, like Doyle Brunson and they played underground games too, right? Mm -hmm. And they lived in Texas. Yeah. Okay, America. Let's talk more about America today. Okay. Uh, thoughts on all these gentlemen that have been outed on sexual harassment claims? What are your thoughts this on that? Deep. 
just just took a turn for the serious. Sometimes life is serious, Andrew. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. I guess so. Yeah, I was curious to hear what you thought of that. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Well, it shouldn't really be like super surprising. I guess like depending on how many um, relationships that you've had with women over your life. Like this is me talking about from a man's point of view. Um, how many relationships you've had with women, not just like uh, in a romantic situation, but like just, you know, with friends and how many discussions you've had with women about this sort of thing and how many times they've been like accosted or harassed or whatever it may be. Obviously, guys are uh, usually the uh, um, aggressor and not often it's like not such a serious manner, but oftentimes it is a very serious manner. And like I've heard countless stories from girls that I've either dated or been friends with um, about just like super shady and like disgusting stuff. So it's it's not really like that surprising, especially when it's like dudes who are in power, whether it's like in the entertainment industry, like I worked in that music industry for a little while and I just know that it's like it's just such a super intimidating place you sort of just like accept the culture for what it is mm. and you're like trying to make it and uh, you don't want to like you know rock the boat or so whatever you just let things slide like if somebody's inappropriate you just let it slide all the time I can't imagine what it'd be like as a woman working in that industry like I mean I, th- I think guys for- take a lot of like uh, verbal abuse like when they're trying to make it in that industry, you know, like being told they're a fucking idiot or whatever. And that's like a pretty normal thing uh, when you're like an intern or entry level job in some <laughs> in some music industry gig. And that's like nobody really bats an eye, you know. So anyway, like for. For all these stories to be coming out. Um, yeah, it's crazy that it's all sort of like happening at once and. uh why do you think that is? Why do you think there's so many um, stories? I mean, obviously, like, if somebody else stands up, then it's easier for you to stand up as well and be yeah. like, you know, um, now it's out so, and she's still alive and, you know, so it's safe, I guess. I guess a lot of it just comes down to that, like feeling emboldened by uh, other people's stories. I think, firstly, the ease with which we can communicate with one another has made it a lot easier for people to speak out mm-hmm. which is great i mean and it's not i mean it's not just america right like women have problems with sexual abuse and sexual assault all over the world like in south africa very good either but where do we go from here so like we shame them and then what like we just go back to what we've been doing before watching your videos or watching tv like i just i'm just trying to understand where where we go from now like i at least now we know that you can speak up and you'll have people who support you but then where do we go from there well i think like hopefully one of the better outcomes is that guys start like communicating more with with their with their guy friends a little bit about this sort of thing because i think guys are pretty poor at communicating uh with each other yeah uh with everybody (laughs) i saw actually a clip online uh with drake you know drake the drake the rapper uh and he stopped his concert and called out a guy who was groping a girl and he said if you don't stop that shit right now i'm gonna come on come down there and 
I don't know, like, I don't know, it was all bleeped out, but I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So that yeah. was, um, yeah, I would, I would hope that, uh, that's the sort of thing that happens a little bit more frequently amongst like close circles, uh, friends, guys, guys who are friends calling um, each other out. On yeah. That. Just like try not being such a dick about your, uh, perceived expectations from women, you know, like yeah. what's, uh, supposed to be given to you isn't, uh, what you have in mind. You know, it's like, I think there needs to be a lot more calling out, uh, guys of, of guys. You heard it here, guys <laughs> call each other out. If you see something, say something and do something. But I think like what you're saying with uh, social media, allowing a lot more visibility of it and allowing a lot more, um, like sort of communication about that sort of thing is probably pretty true. Like, uh, I wonder if, you know how like in Saudi Arabia, women were recently um, granted the right to drive. Right. Like, I wonder if uh, just being able to see the way of life, not that like Saudi Arabia is that far behind compared to some other countries as far as like technology and stuff, just seeing the way of life, uh, what's considered normal in other parts of the world right? might uh, cause some other um, people to sort of say enough of this shit yeah you know yeah i think it's good i mean that's always a positive of social media where we can bring light to issues that affect a lot of people but you know they're really like people are afraid to speak out because they think they're the only ones you know fear of what might happen to you for speaking out but i have to ask okay if you go into somebody's room because a lot of these stories are like I got called in and then I walk in and he drops his towel. What exactly do you think is going to happen? I'm just going to be like, oh my God, what a good looking package. I want some of that. Like, seriously, do you have no idea about women at all? Do you think that just dropping your towel and showing us your penis is going to be like, oh yes, give me some of that. I don't think they really care necessarily. So why do it? Like it's so bizarre to me. Like uh, it makes no of, sense. I think because there's no repercussions, and it's like putting them in the spot where it's like, well, you're either going to do this, or um, you're not going to be too happy with the outcome. The outcome, which is like your advancements in your career, for example, is probably not going to be happening. With all the news that comes out on social media, a lot of people are like, the world is going to shit. Like the world is so bad. The world is so bad. And I don't believe that. I feel like we've been harming each other for so long and we've been hiding so many things that now these things are just coming to light. Mm -hmm. So we're not any worse than we used to be. Mm -hmm. But now it's just more, it's just easier to get access to the information because before I might not have known about issues that are taking place in, you know, Nigeria, because I lived in America or I lived in South Africa. But now that information is available to everybody sort of instantaneously. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the world is getting worse? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, when you, if you just look at it from the information that you get, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. But you always have to take into consideration that news outlets don't sell good news. Like they don't make any money from selling good news. So you hardly hear about the things that are going right in our world. 
And yeah, it's just like the speed that we get information, I think, makes a big difference. So yeah, that's it. That's all you got? A nod? Um, I've run out of <laughs> speaking energy. I would be interested to know, I would be interested to hear from uh, any of our possibly uh, female listeners out there. Um, how often, uh, how often do they experience like harassment at the poker table um, as a result of being the only female at the poker table? Mm. And uh, how like um, like severe that harassment is on a scale of one to ten. And that's not to say that like if it's only a two, then it's not like a big deal or whatever. But like, does it dis does it discourage you? Is it something that discourages you from playing poker? Or is it just like people being dumb people and you run into dumb people anywhere and you're going to do your thing no matter what? That would be interesting to hear because I think like people talk about harassment, but we don't even define it, right? So like what somebody else was taught as harassment might not be what somebody else is taught, you yeah. know? Um, like in South Africa, I remember if you were like walking to the store and your mom would send you to go get stuff and you'd obviously have the cat calling mm -hmm. and if you didn't respond, they'd be like, oh, you're ugly anyway, <laughs> you know? So like I wasn't taught that that was like harassment. My mother was just like, ignore them. Do you mm -hmm. know, like unless somebody came to like try and grab you, but like the cat calling... My mom was just like, just ignore them. Don't respond because then that'll just egg them on, but just like ignore them and, mm -hmm. you know, cross the street and walk on the other side. So like, I'm not saying that that excuses bad behavior. Like if you, you know, when you're clearly making somebody uncomfortable, which is also the same thing, like somebody going, hey, cutie, hey, cutie. And then you ignore them. They're like, oh, you're ugly anyway. So it's just like. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're obviously out to make you feel bad, badly, or trying to, it's you know, such a quick turn <laughs> it's such a quick turnaround of opinion. Yeah, for sure. Tastes change very fast out there in the streets. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the sort of defining it. And so people like men and women know that this is acceptable. This is not acceptable because they feel like some guys might not think it's harassment they might just like have seen their brothers and uncle do that and some girls respond to that like positively mm -hmm. and be you know and she, they always say oh yeah she's just playing hard to get so there's all these like mixed messages so it's, i think it's be very important um as this conversation evolves to clarify things so we both agree so both parties know that hey, this is not acceptable. And, you know, but like, I don't even know what I would have done. Like, you know, what was I supposed to do? Go home and tell my mom or tell my dad? Like, then I knew I was just like, oh, another crazy, like walk faster, mm -hmm. you know? So, but I think we're only going to hear more stuff uh, as we become more open to talk about things that were usually not spoken about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess Andrew's mm -hmm, the whole podcast today. Mm -hmm. 
uh, poor sore throat Andrew. So I guess I'll wrap it up uh, so that I'm not like talking to myself here. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, next week will be better. Yes, we will. We'll be healthy. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I might have to uh, cut down on drinking. What do you get? What do you guys think, audience? Cut down on drinking? Good thing? Bad thing? <laughs> Let us know. Tell us at andrewnimi.com. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're probably going on a juice fast next week. Population, yeah. Andrew. Isn't that what you say on the blog? We have to say juice fast city. What is it? Stuck city, usually? Population me? Whatever it is, yeah. Juice city. <laughs> Population, Andrew Nimi. That's you next week. And uh, get your stuff all together. And yeah, please, when you have meetup games, don't buy Andrew drinks. <laughs> Please, please, I beg of you. <laughs> you know I love you all, but it's really sad for me to have to deal with Andrew post meetup game. So she speaks the truth. Thank you so much for listening to Tals. Please send us more relationship questions, and we are looking forward to hearing from the ladies about uh your experience at the poker table with people who don't know when to keep their comments to themselves mm -hmm. and yeah so we can just talk about this stuff you know one say something see something say something that's all i have for this week thank you for listening thanks thanks for having us on your podcast listeners and hopefully we have a healthy andrew next week i promise i'll sound better next week will you talk more too maybe all right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.